In a world, the year is 1984. Audiences are being introduced to the next chapter of cinema. While their dreams are haunted by Freddy, as they try to learn the ways of Miyagi, when they couldn't outrun the Terminator, they knew who they were going to call Ghostbusters. All right, Jason. I'm, I'm here. Hi, I'm Brian Watson, and I'm here with my brother Jason Watson. And we have Roger here, but I don't think Roger's going to say much. We, we might get him to say something. We're going to try. but uh, We need your support. So, go uh, Roger, go Roger, go. <laughs> this is the first episode of what uh, In a World. It's the What If podcast. We're going to be discussing our favorite movies. Like today, today's one of my all-time favorite movies it's one of, it's actually both mine and my brother's one of our all-time favorite movies grew up watching it absolutely love it so it was it just made sense that this would be our first episode but okay i think 1984 might be the best year of movies okay i'm gonna just i just wrote down 10 okay mm-hmm. we got nightmare on elm street yep 16 candles yep gremlins the karate kid red dawn Wolverines! I love that movie. Uh, The 1984 came out in 1984, which is kind of... With Donald Pleasance, right? I think it... Or was it William Hurt? I think it was Donald Pleasance. You might be right. Okay, and Friday 13th Part 4, which arguably is the best chapter. Best sequel, definitely. Yeah. Well, besides 3, but (laughs) 4 is a little better. It's on the gore, so... I've only named 7 so far. That's seven movies in 1984. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop was another one. Well, that's well. You gotta leave that, okay? Police okay. Academy, The Terminator, but last but not least, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. I have to mention that last because it's kind of the basis of this episode is Very Eddie true. Murphy and the Ghostbusters. True. So, all right, first segment. Obviously, we're gonna let's. I mean, I already kind of mentioned it. We love this movie. Mm-hmm. We love everything about it. We quote it all the time. We have the action figures. We we try to show our kids it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like a big staple of not just our childhood, but like just us in general. And, you know, the biggest thing about this show I want to really get is like, hey, we're not here to make fun of it. We're just, ha- we're just having fun talking about it in a weird, weird fucking way. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a, um, it's almost like if you imagine, uh, <laughs> I'm really big on the Beatles right now. So <laughs> John Lennon fan, I see. Yeah. Well, it's easy if you try, Dick. <laughs> but no, um, Jack Black as Paul McCartney is still the best casting <laughs> of ever all time. Like, oh, no. That's someone Paul I would Rudd. never recast. Paul, oh, Rudd. Paul Rudd is John Lennon's a legendary. <laughs> but then you got. Then you got uh, Jason, uh, what's his name, Schwartzman or whatever. Schwartz, or, <laughs> and he's Ringo, and he's just sitting there like, shit in your head all the <laughs> okay, but, um, let's yeah, get back on track here. But no, you know, the way we look at this for this episode, it's multiverse is a big thing right now. So we're looking at all these films that we love, like this is the multiverse. Who could have been casted for this? You know, would the movie have been successful if it was like this or and, was not? And so. the fun thing about talking about movies sometimes is just the what if aspect of it. Like, what if, you know, like, for instance, this whole, this episode, like, I have four pages of notes of, like, how different this movie would be with Eddie Murphy or without Bill Murray. Like, yeah. I couldn't decide if I wanted to keep Bill Murray or leave Bill Murray out. So I actually have, like, two scenarios of uh, if Eddie was in, if. Eddie was in with Bill Murray. Either way, I honestly believe these might be better movies with Eddie Murphy and included into the cast. um, I totally agree with you on that because I don't see it in a world because 
Eddie Murphy's career was just taking off. He had just done, um, you know, he's kind of a few years off from Saturday Night Live. He's doing his own thing. And Beverly and, Hills Cop hadn't even came out yet. Uh, so yeah. if he would have done this and then Beverly Hills right after, he would have been able to take a piss anywhere and oh, get no. paid for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, okay, so here's the thing. Okay. We got to think this is 1984. So if we recast Eddie Murphy as Venkman, let's just, let's go with that scenario first. Well, I thought he was supposed to be Winston. Well, that's that's if Bill Murray stays in. Okay. Let's, this scenario I'm talking about right now is if Bill Murray wasn't in it, okay. it Eddie Murphy was the star. If this was just an Eddie Murphy vehicle. <coughs> see, Excuse the, me. You see, like I said, I, when it comes financially, I don't. I would never ever see it with Eddie Murphy just taking off. There's no way this movie would have. I think. Oh no, no, it wouldn't have bombed at all. I mean, he's coming off of SNL. Yeah, Uh, forty-eight hours was a pretty big success. Yeah, and then so the next logical step is just more a comedy that just elevates his talents. And but like, okay, so let's say Eddie plays Venkman. Like, let's put him in that role. Okay, we have to change Dana because she's white. Yeah, in eighty in the eighties, you can't have Eddie Murphy with a white. Like, uh, what was that movie where he was? uh, he was in Asia, and like he was with that girl, the and there child. was the golden child. Yeah. There was so much sexual tension that whole movie, and they never got it on. And then and that's <laughs> like, a sad thing too, because with the way that was with the world back then, um, and Roger, I would like if you do try to ch- uh, you do chime in on this as well. But the problem was with that back then was people. Now these days, it's like oh, it's a mixed couple. It's not a big deal at all. Yeah, no, I mean? no. Just We've, like, I think like Hollywood's come a long way, but I mean, obviously, yeah. there's still things, but like. Back then, 80s, like, even though Eddie Murphy was, like, legendary at the time, like, they they weren't yeah. going to put him with a white woman yeah. and have seat. So Gorney Weaver would not have been cast. Exactly. And it would have been known A year later, um, during Commando, they, the studios threatened to cancel the movie because Arnold was going to kiss Radon John. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, in 84, that would, it would have been a whole new leading Which... Lane. I just found out recently that's Chi- uh, Chong's daughter. Yeah. yeah. I That blew my mind. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Tommy gets around. <laughs> Everywhere. Oh, oh man, yeah. I love Commando. But anyway, so for Dana, the Dana role, because obviously, one, Sigourney's a lot older than Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy would have been 22 when this would have came out. Because uh-huh. that, that's another thing. is like He's a young, strong talent coming in. Mm-hmm. And so for Dana Barrett, I was like, okay, I want to find like a young actress who I know is good today, but maybe hadn't found her star yet. And I thought Angela Bassett as Dana Barrett. She would have been good. Um, but with, I think she, her and Eddie would have done good, really good together. What about yeah, because the, they did very well in um, Vampire in Brooklyn. Yes, exactly. Their chemistry. And if you just at, put that few years earlier, it's like you could have like had Eddie Murphy like. Because, like, the whole movie has to change if Eddie Murphy is in it. Because he's younger than Vankman, or he's younger than Bill Murray. He's obviously a different race than Bill Murray. And his comedy style is 100% different. Like, they're both very good at, like... Ghostbusters would have been R if Murphy... Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's no doubt it would have been an R rating. Um, But, like, if we're putting Eddie in the Vankman thing, I think we should just erase Winston. Because Winston was originally written for Eddie, and it just felt... I, I feel bad. I genuinely feel bad because we've met him. He's yeah. a super nice guy. But they kind of shoehorn him in. Yeah, like, it, after that, like, we can't get Eddie Murphy. Let's let's break down his character as small as we can. But I think with the fact that it wasn't Eddie, Winston's character became the... What that say is the 
surrogate for us. Yeah, that's so, true. Because he is the explain everything yeah. to Winston. That's explaining it to us. So he's that's a, true. Us character. Yeah. Well, I would think Eddie Murphy, because especially with how young he is, and that is, um, I just feel like he would be more of a student of these guys. Like I could see him being a student of Ray or Egon's because. Yeah. Obviously, I've rewatched it. I've watched it a lot of times. There's a lot of problems with Bill Murray's Venkman. I don't know what he does there. <laughs> like, this is how we're introduced to him. He is f- assaulting one student to try to have sex with the other student. <laughs> he is willing to say, I'm going to torture the shit out of you, dude, because I want to fuck this chick here. Rick Moranis' son. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Looks just like him. I didn't think I was going to get electric shocks did here. I, did I ever tell you the story about when I met that dude, Steve Tash? No. Very nice guy, first off. Um, he was there for the uh, Christine show, because he was in Christine. Oh, yeah, of course. And um, I went up to him, and I said, uh, can you uh, can you do me a favor? Can you say electric shocks for me? And he said, no, no, I ain't going to do that. Um, you know, Can you say a, maybe some wavy lines or something? Well, no, no. What he does is there's going to be people around with cameras and everything. And he grabs me by the shoulders, and he goes, but I'll tell you, it's pissing me off. And I was like, well, maybe my theory is correct. <laughs> and he was so cool, man. I, 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 that was such a surreal moment like he was that student and I was Venkman for a minute that was awesome yeah I do Um, like though where today Winston's character is because there's clearly setting him up to be like a bigger role in the sequel absolutely and so I like that Winston like went from this guy who was he was just out looking for a job and he's like he just didn't want to go back to jail didn't he wasn't he an ex ex-con? I I didn't I don't remember that. No, he was a um, he was in the army. He was a medic. Um, he was very he was like very helpful. You know what I mean? Like you know he was a um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like a Samaritan for him. You know? Okay. Yeah. So because um, well, Ernie does bring like something Ernie's to like great. such a small yeah. character. Because like He's like I said, guy. they were just yeah. like, oh, we can't get Eddie. Uh, okay, we'll find someone. But to think about role. this. And- Eddie was Venkman, that whole scene would have had to change. Oh, no, we like, the whole movie has to change. A white guy at that time. And we're going to get to that. Um, okay, so, it, in this world, either Eddie Murphy is either Venkman, if we get rid of Bill Murray, but if we keep Bill Murray, Eddie is Winston. Well, what about, uh, what about going back to Dana real quick, and this was another actress that would have been great, and I think she was unknown at the time. What about Vanessa Williams? Very beautiful. Uh, she was young at that time, around maybe Sigourney's age. Um, I'm trying she, to think of she, what she was doing around that time. She was just a singer back then. She started. She didn't get start getting into acting until like the mid '90s because she did a really? racer with Arnold. And, oh yeah, she did. Well, I thought uh, she, she was, was in the Miss America. Yeah, I was about point. to say. I yeah. thought she was like in the beauty pageant circuit yeah. or something. Michelle like that. would have been a great Dana going back to the Murray <laughs> side, but <laughs> we'll get to my one for Michelle Pfeiffer another day. <laughs> so, so right now it's. It's definitely like Eddie Murphy as either Venkman or Winston, depending on like what universe, what world we're living yeah. in, mm-hmm. and either Angela Bassett or um, Vanessa, Williams. Vanessa Williams as Dana or Sigourney if we keep Bill. All right. So the thing is with Bill, he brings a lot. He he imp- he improvised most of his dialogue. So like all the jokes of we don't get a lot of the original lines we know today with yeah. when, if we take him out. Um, he he already had established work with Reitman. Mm-hmm. You know, he did Meatballs, he did Stripes. So, you yeah. know, he already built that trust and relationship. So they were a good working relationship already. And uh, at like Eddie, he was coming off the success of multiple films and SNL. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And like I said, what, what changes without Bill, uh, most if not all of the dialogue, because obviously like the other actors would have had to go off of him. Um, no, we have. Social racial issues forces a change of Dana. We talked about that. Uh, definitely an R rating if it's Eddie. Uh, Bill, you know, like, I feel like Bill's kind of that guy, like, he makes some inappropriate jokes, but they're not, like, he's not good at... He won't get an R rating for it. <laughs> yeah, he won't get an yeah. R rating for it. And, um, yeah, it's it's kind of hard, because, like, it it was the most successful comedy of 1984, and it oh, was, yeah. like, for years the most successful comedy. So it's like, is it still, or is it more successful without I, Bill Murray? Because Bill Murray, like, he, he kind of makes the film. So if we take him out, but we put Eddie in, again, Eddie brings so, like, here's what Eddie brings. Okay. Uh, he brings mainstream audiences and younger ones. Yep. Uh, he, it's a career jump point. It's a, it's a time where, like, a lot of people haven't seen him in a while. He left SNL. So, like, people are wanting Eddie Murphy in their life again. So it would be a complete career jumping point. 1984 would have been a huge year for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would have had back-to-back hits with Beverly Hills Cop. And I really think, like, again, you know, he's doing Johnny Carson and all those late-night stuff and stand-up, and he, uh, his, I forget when Raw came out. Raw came out, I think, in 87. Oh, wow, that came way later. Yeah. I thought it was yeah, way was earlier in his career. Before. I was about to say, like, didn't Raw come out before? Yeah. But no. But yeah, it's like, <laughs> and then it's like, the thing is, it's like, like I said, when we're introduced to Venkman for the first time, <laughs> Rod, he's he, hell, he, Bankman, the carry reference, yeah. Bernard Hell, Bankman. Which again, like, how awful! Like, I can't remember what his door says, but the fact that it says Bernard Hell, Bankman, it's like how it's many students? How many? How many times has he brought in students <laughs> to torture just because he was like, see that girl in the third row I'm Thursday good. night. <laughs> I'm that. But like, okay, here's here's Venkman's like character broken down in in the simplest terms possible. Okay, he's a bachelor. Yeah, witty. Yep. He has an eye for business. He's yes. obviously hilarious, yes. but he's also a super creep. And you know, not just his clients, but students as well. But it's Bill Murray, though. I mean, how could you not love Bill Murray? <laughs> I think the aspect of like is he trying to fuck my daughter while he's torturing my son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, like, he doesn't know how to use anything. Very true. Like, when he goes into Data's apartment, he has that little stick-in, like, like suction cup thingy. <laughs> he's going around, and he's like, oh, these are the eggs? And he's, like, pointing it at it, and he's, she says, do you even know how you, you use that thing? He's like, yeah. And, well, I think I do. So, like, do you or not, man? Like, And then she says, are you a doctor? You're more like a game, game show. show. Yeah. That's, that's, my, that's, so, that's one of my favorite so lines. So, I just, I, I guess I don't understand how he's a doctor. <laughs> And how he got like onto a university, like I, I always I saw, just don't get it. I always saw Bankman as, like she says, you're more of a game show host. I see him as a guy who knew how to work the world. Yeah, he he wasn't book smart. He uh, there was because the second was, they talk because some... I know like as soon as Egon mentions that he thinks he's calculated that like yeah these people are like according to these calculations i think we can actually capture and contain a ghost i'm always serious i'm always serious <laughs> and, and you know what i'm gonna take back some of the things i said about you we lose that we lose the nestle crunch exactly without bill murray that's another sad thing so i almost want to lean towards just bill murray in it but eddie murphy as 
Winston, because then we don't have to worry about the Dana thing. Exactly. But I still have, like, with Eddie Murphy, I kind of wrote this, like, I have this idea. I didn't write it down, but I've been thinking about it constantly of, like, how this movie could have gone if it was Bill Murray alone and how it would be with Bill Murray and, or not Bill Murray, Eddie Murphy alone or Eddie Murphy with Bill Murray. Um, I, same success. Yeah, I, if not more. So. Okay, but, not sure. um, <laughs> if you replace Bill Murray with Eddie Murphy, I don't think it'd be as successful because you'd have to change so much of the cast. That's true. Yeah, the, true. the fact that Ghostbusters is one of those movies that's an ensemble movie. It's not necessarily true. So and so's vehicle. It may have started out that way. Yeah. But the way they bounce off each other, the way they work together. You know, you can almost say anybody's the lead. Yes, we all know Peter Bankman was the guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. But it's not really just his movie. It's at least involved. See, and as much uh, as I like crapping on him for being a creep, I love that dude. Yeah. I love oh, Bankman. Yeah. He's so he's great. Lovable. You can't you can't hate Bankman because it's Bill Murray. He brings in that Bill Murray charm to the character. Like, I honestly, even if we're not talking about Eddie Murphy, you put anyone else in Bankman's role. It's not the same movie. No. It's a whole different movie. And it, and it might not be as successful, it, but it's like, I don't know. Like that's the, that's the what if aspect of like, is this more successful? Think about it. If we replace Eddie Murphy, Murphy, we got to replace. It'd have been an Eddie Murphy movie. Yeah. It would have. If the, it, it definitely would have been. So there goes the fans from that. Yeah. You and got you lose all her. the aliens people and right. stuff if like you that. Replace her, then um, the gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah. He would have to be different because the insinuation of why one was a gatekeeper, one was the key holder, you know. And also, like their their whole kissing embrace again. You have the aspect of like, <laughs> are you gonna let <laughs> five foot five Rick Moranis kiss <laughs> five foot eight goddess Angela? <laughs> That's it. Like, right. what? it just looked him up. And Sigourney was even too tall for. Her. Right. I love that look on his face. After and like, she let's be honest, has Sigourney Weaver ever looked better in a movie? I know that's a creepy thing to say, but I think she's so beautiful in this movie. I think like when she like pro- like comes on in her like giant. Cabin in the woods. Yes. She wasn't in Cabin in the Woods, was she? Yeah, she was. Well, she was. She's at the very very end. Oh, okay. She's like the one that was behind it all or something like that. Oh, I love okay. that movie. That's I've a... only seen it once. Oh, I... that's like an underrated classic. Uh, Okay, okay, so we actually, like, went into the next category without actually, it, we we decided what changes. I just, want um, to, I just want to say for the record, too, I think Sigourney Weaver was hot in Alien Resurrection. I think that's the only great thing about that damn movie. <laughs> she looked good in that. So I actually wrote down, I, I, for, I missed these, I actually wrote down a few, is it less successful, more successful without Bill? Yeah. Uh, I put, uh, for less, our limit... R rating limits viewers because mm-hmm. back then it was like the 80s so they were kind of sticklers but like if yeah, you were a kid you wanted it in an R rated movie yeah and your ass wasn't getting yeah. it uh, <laughs> yeah. Legacy's not yeah, as clean no. <clears throat> it's it's not it becomes a movie you don't really show your kids now yeah. uh, does the comedy mix well like we don't know the comedy without Bill Murray that's the issue because he brings so like I said I think like I read that he like at least over 90% of his dialogue was ad-libbed or something Mm -hmm. and like so that means like at least 90% of reactions to him is ad-libbed like so it takes a lot and um, and there's so many iconic lines gone. I know if uh, Eddie was in it, we'd be here, motherfucker, probably. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> who you gonna call, motherfucker? <laughs> I would want that. Motherfucker, my... slide. 
I would love to have Eddie Murphy on my ringtone just saying, who you gonna call, motherfucker? But, you know, like Eddie Murphy, I can't do Eddie Bur- Murphy's voice. That's a motherfucker who slimed me. I think, like, one of my favorite, like, people trying to do a voice, and it's, like, it's not even real, but it's on Scrubs, yeah. when J.D. does the imitation of Turk. And it's like, oh. he goes, oh, thank you. And he's like, oh, I lost it. <laughs> like, oh, God. Sorry, I can't talk like my best friend now. Okay, and milk. and then uh, what, what would make it... <laughs> Cal Turk. What's <laughs> okay, okay. red wine? Would you like some milk? Would you like some milk? You know what, though? I can't say I would deny some milk there. Not, I like milk, so <laughs> I can't say anything about it. Okay, more successful, I, I have written down, 80s art comedies were very successful. Yes, they were. I forgot to mention Trading Places on the list of Eddie Murphy, like, successful movies and before. And plus, that would be another teaming with him and Aykroyd. Exactly. So, exactly, because yeah, Aykroyd, he would have that relationship with Aykroyd already. Um, I think this solid, would be... That would the, be a solid gold brick. <laughs> I think... <laughs> we love you, Dan. <laughs> I think the 80s was, like, his, like big like decade even yeah. though in the 90s he did so like the nutty professor yeah. i love the nutty professor movies one and two i don't care what anyone says oh no they're but <laughs> the second one especially but like um yeah i think this was like his decade and like i think I, that part of me makes me feel like it could have been more successful just because like people wanted to see eddie murphy back then like he was a brit he was huge on snl like people kind of forget the impact he had and it was right place, right time. If exactly. It happened for him. I like how I talk about this like I was alive in the eighties. Yeah. I just I just did so much research. I only got to see that. a year of it. I, was I, just, I was two years too late, but whatever. I was shitting my diaper. So. Uh, I think Eddie Murphy is actually a better improviser than Bill Murray. I think Eddie has always been like that guy who Bill Murray's legendary improviser. But I think Eddie Murphy just because he's of not afraid to like make that line and then step over that line after making it I think it makes him a better improviser yeah. makes him better on his feet now one of my favorite scenes from uh, and also when like, we meet uh, him at 48 hours like he's yeah. singing to Roxanne yeah can you imagine <laughs> one of one of my favorite scenes in Ghostbusters and um, I looked at all the alternatives for uh, Peter Bankman and who the fuck is cutting their yard or trimming their yard at nine o'clock at night? You Somebody some who weird, wants to be on the podcast. You got some weird fucking neighbors. Anyway, dude, um, they're all old and they all want to mow their grass. <laughs> but anyway, going back to the scene, it's um, one scene I love, and the, like there was a bunch of alternatives for Bankman, and so I've tried to uh, see how these actors would play that scene out, and that is the scene where Bankman does get serious for the first time ever, and that's when he goes over to Dana's house. She's possessed. He's looking around. There's black slime all over the place. He knows this is bad. So if you notice in that scene, Murray cuts out a lot. He of does. The he does become more serious and he's when, when he realizes, like, oh, Dana's. This is not Dana. <laughs> this is this something has happened to Dana. Exactly. And I try to think of how those actors would play it off. Like, for instance, are we going to get to the topic of John Belushi? We can. We can just talk about John Belushi okay. because so, he, he goes into like, what if he didn't OD? So the thing, because then that's, that's another change of a movie. Like, you, oh my God, you have Eddie Murphy, you have uh, for, Dan Aykroyd, for, Bill Murray, and John Belushi. Or yeah, Jim. No, Jim. John is the brother. Jim John. Belushi. No, wait, Jim. No, Jim. Jim's, Jim's, Jim's yeah, the other. He's got a war farm yeah, yeah, yeah. now out in Texas. Yeah, he got that war farm. Pigs in the war farm. <laughs> but. 
No, like you had actors like Chevy Chase and you had um, John Belushi up for this role. And I, the way I see it is Bill would have been the best choice for that scene alone because if Eddie Murphy had done it, he, he would have taken it seriously, but it would not have had... Well, I don't think that scene exists with Eddie Murphy in the role. Well, no, it would be now our uh, Angela Bassett, Dana. Now but I still don't and, even think, like... I Again, I like, the movie has to change so much with Eddie Murphy. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sure Gozer would still... Like, there, there's the little key elements, but I don't know how that scene plays out because it's like... Yeah. Again, like, this is a, two adults meeting up for a, a date. And he's an adult, but he's so much younger that it's like... <laughs> Very true. He's just going on a date. It's a young guy going on a date. John Belushi, all I can see really is Bluto from fucking Animal House just coming in, kind of doing the eyebrow thing. And then, and then if John Make Candy, goofy, so like, I still don't understand why John Candy didn't play Lewis. He, they, because like, they he's he, it's years before he passes away, obviously. Yeah. So he still could have been in it. The, the but I do why, like though, how the nerdy... I love Rick Moranis, but, yeah. and I love his nerdiness. And then, obviously, okay, you brought the dog. That's a scream. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching it the other night, and uh, his daughter was with us, and he, uh, my son Ryan was with us. And uh, the funny part about that was, is me and Grace were cracking up at this. The, the one neighbor lady that just comes out real quick, Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I've seen enough. <laughs> no, she's like that nosy bitch down the hallway, and then she just hears it. And she's like, "Well." <laughs> Sometimes, like, whenever I, I think of like, I do you ever think of like when you think of old neighbor, old nosy neighbor ladies? Do you ever think of the lady from The Mask? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You got water all over my hallway. But anyway, <laughs> okay. But, uh, but going back to uh, like I said, just you know. Murray for that scene. All right, let's say now that scene does exist. Murray would have been the best choice out of all those guys. Yeah, yeah. And Especially because him and Sigourney Weaver do have chemistry. Exactly. They do have good chemistry in that movie. Um, I, I don't know where Lois. Like I thought Egon and uh, Janine had really good chemistry, and they even like into Afterlife. Like, yeah. there's still, like, that little ounce of chemistry, like, when she talks about him. Mm -hmm. But then, like, in the second one, they're like, let's give her to Lewis. I know, that is the most... And I... And what it, the fuck? <laughs> like, what happened here? Maybe she was just tired. Like, yeah, this guy just wants... Yeah. Maybe she was like, this guy much... just wants to stretch slinkies. Who stretched Egon's slinky? <laughs> my daughter, though. That's the real question. I know. I want to know, do we even... They never reveal her mom. No. Uh, but there's a sequel coming next year. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to plug anything for Sony. So right. <laughs> there, there's a sequel coming next year. So okay. But um, now, did you did you know who one of the uh, alternate choices for Janine was? And imagine this in this world. Okay, the character definitely would not have been back for a sequel or fucking Afterlife. Sandra fucking Ber Saint Bernard was up for the fucking part of Janine. Who the hell San Sandra Saint Bernard? No, her last name isn't for Saint Bernard. It's just Sandra Bernard. She oh, is. Oh, it's about to say like who the fucking Sandra she is Bernard. That, she is the. And if anybody, if anybody's a fan of Sandra Bernard, I just want to throw this disclaimer out there. I'm not here to trash her. I'm just not a fan. Uh, she is that annoying ass woman on Roseanne that was married to oh. Tom Arnold's character. Oh no. Yeah, she. Her? And the reason why is because it don't matter down the line of Egon's, because there were a line of Egon's going into this movie. She would not have had chemistry within. I see her as like sitting at the table going, I also play racquetball. Do you have any hobbies? <laughs> what? 
And it's like, she was, because I, I couldn't take her seriously. I, so I, racquetball's just not a hobby anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite aspect of that. Racquetball? <laughs> Fuck it, it's not a hobby. No, any, any pods. That's, that, that shit gets tits. <laughs> Any pods though, she was the perfect choice for Janine, and I'm glad they. Plus, went with you get that. the Ghostbusters. What do you want? Yeah, that that New you York get, You accent. have to have that. Um, Ghostbusters. What do you want? I feel like there's more I had written it. down before we get to this next category. Um, did you know who some of the actors were that were up for Egon? And, th- and these would have made the character. Oh, we're not different. touching Egon. We're not touching yeah, Egon. Yeah, no, okay. we're not touching Egon. All right, that's all right. out of respect. Okay. Um, well, so much for these notes. <laughs> but That's uh, three okay. pages gone. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. What's next is what is the new movie? So okay, I have things written down. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna try to. Okay. Okay. So, as I was like shitting on Bankman, you know, the thing I don't get is like he's the world's most immature, childish doctor I've ever seen in my life. Like I don't know how I don't I can't remember what his degrees in at all. Like I I'm really trying to remember like what is he a doctor of? <laughs> but um I think Eddie could bring a a reason for the immaturity being a young like student who just because yeah. when from my understanding, if he was Winston, he was gonna come in during the scene with Slimer. Yes. So here is how let's I'm gonna let's go into not replacing Eddie Murphy right this second because my my pitch for an Eddie Murphy starred Ghostbusters is gonna it might make you cry, but (laughs) I'm selling it high right now. Well, we got some uh, paper towels right here. Yeah, paper towels. We got Stay Puff right in front of them. It's perfect. Okay. So with Eddie Murphy as Winston. And he, uh, we know, those are the two points we know. He's Winston, he comes in during the Slimer scene. Yep. Slimer scene's in a hotel. So we can safely say, because I, I want him to have a connection to, like, actually be curious. Because when Winston comes in as a, um, as a blue-collar worker kind of thing, he, uh, you know, he's just looking for a job. But if, like, if Eddie Murphy comes in... Paycheck. Yeah, but if Eddie Murphy... <laughs> If it has a petty ch- steady paycheck, I'll believe anything you say. That's a great line. But uh, <laughs> was working at the Twinkie factory. <laughs> but here's here's what I imagine. Eddie Murphy is maybe he doesn't know. Like maybe he has like some classes. Maybe he's curious because like who doesn't want to learn about fucking ghosts or whatever they exactly teach there? yeah. So like maybe he knows them and he meets. We'll we'll say Angela Bassett can be cast as somewhat a new character for Eddie Murphy specifically. Okay. Because their death, Eddie, the size of Winston's character becomes bigger than I think Ray almost gets sideline a little more. Yeah. Because Egon's already too much sideline, I think. Like he's easily like one of the best characters, but he he has the least amount of lines, but he has like the Twinkie thing, isn't it? That's a big Twinkie. That's a big Twinkie. Which you know that's how Eddie or. Uh, so are we talking about Ghostbusters too? No, 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 we're not talking okay, about. This is just the first Ghostbusters. Okay, because I wanted to mention yeah. something about Winston that I thought was really weird about the second one, but we'll go <laughs> for that. The the no mustache. 
that weirds me out. No, I'm not going to lie. Uh, the right, dude I'm, looks good with a mustache. What can I say? <laughs> no, I'll go ahead and get into it real quick. Uh, it's just going to take a second. So, oh, yeah, fine. It felt like in the second one, Winston became even less of a character, and which I don't know how you can fucking do that with a uh, already established character. But for and the one scene that stands out in my mind the most is there is a scene where they are discovering now that there's a river of slime underneath the sewer. Okay, it catches on fire. He's not even in. with them. Yeah, he just randomly busts through well, the door. Sprays it. It doesn't even say a line. He's just coming in like. That's the most heroic movement. I I will fight anyone who tells me that's not the most heroic moment. He doesn't say a damn word. He's just like. He he hears them. They're about to burn to death, Jason. They're about to be in hell. And you know who comes fucking in? The guy without the doctor degree. The guy who didn't spend his life in college. He comes in, sprays that down. You know who's not shish kebabs? Uh, Egon, Egon and stands, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if they could get that Chicago style pizza now. <laughs> but uh <laughs> God that movie. I have such a love hate with it. I just feel like it's a mad lib. I really genuinely it is very, feel like it's, it's a very mad lib. 80s. It's very it's 80s. very well it's the very last one of the very last of the eighties. Yeah. Um okay, so here's uh, like I said, we have the two points of what we know Eddie was Winston, uh thing. So here's the thing. Uh, he's a college guy. Maybe he meets up with a girl and like they want to get you know some alone time. Maybe it's like yeah, yeah. And so like he's like f it, let's just go to this hotel. And while there, like he's getting some you know he's he's like about to get it. oh fireworks. <laughs> right. We're in a new but, like, world. Eddie Murphy has now became Hickman. <laughs> but like here, here's the thing, like. Obviously, they wouldn't show the interaction, but, like, maybe, like, after or before, he's like, I'm going to go get some ice, and, like, he's the one who actually discovers Slimer. We get rid of the snooty guy, maybe, or, like, maybe he's, like, the guy. $5,000. Because someone, they, you got to have that guy in at some point to explain the pricing, and you get that perfect, like. Yeah. Interesting. Like, Egon, like, suddenly <laughs> no, like the Bill Murray, like, this is how much the. They gotta pay this. We got four big ones. <laughs> Interesting fact, real quick, by the way, too. That snooty guy that worked at the hotel, he was actually he actually originally auditioned for Walter Peck, and he obviously didn't get the job. But at the same time, they gave him. He, I guess he was so good, they gave him that part of your snooty. Price. But not it would have been enough. It would have been different. Here's this role. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so okay, Eddie Murphy comes in. You know, it could be like I, I, I. There has to be an excuse for him to be there. And the only thing I can think of, he's a college guy. He's a good looking guy. Eddie Murphy's, you know, twenty two years old. Dude might be going there to get laid. Good for him. You yeah. know. And then he runs into Slimer. <laughs> And then it becomes a whole thing where, like, he's super involved now. Like, he just got slimed. Yeah. And then, like, the, the Ghostbusters, the, like, the Ghostbusters get contacted. They come. And they're... <laughs> Damn it. And, his and, girlfriend should be saying he slimed me. <laughs> oh, my God. Chum bucket. <laughs> he slimed me. But also, like, I think it would be, like... You, you'd get him, like, slimed. Maybe that's how, like, okay, Eddie Murphy runs into, like, the, the maitre d' guy, like, do you even know what's up in there? Do you even know what you have? I don't even know if the rats, whatever. You know, Eddie Murphy just doing his thing. I don't know what yeah. Eddie Murphy would say. The dude's a genius, like yeah. I said. And that could, like, trigger it, and then, like, the guys come, and Eddie Murphy's just like, oh, like, he's a, like, they're, they're coming in in flight suits. 
They have these awesome, like, jetpack gun things going on. They got knee pads on their elbows and boots. Like, they look kind of awesome. And then there's all the little gadgets on the belt. Like, yeah. I can see him, like, okay, I gotta, I, like, I'm part of this. I'm the one who got slimed. I gotta see what's going on. And, like, somehow he would be the one to help them find Slimer, get him caught, and stuff like that. And then he just, like, like maybe, like, you did well, guy. And, like, he just, like... And then it comes, but he can, like they leave. He's like admiring them, watching because he's just super impressed with what he just saw. And then like he goes there next day for a job. He would be sprinkled in more in the montage too. Like oh yeah, he, he would, would be, be uh, he shot would, of him reading the paper or you know just kind of watching from the street or you know. There's one thing I would want from like this is just like a personal thing, but it, I got the idea because I also watched Anchorman two recently. Okay. I would love to see, like, a Confederate soldier ghost and Eddie Murphy just, like, going after him. I think <laughs> that would just funny. be so great to That'd see. And then, but I would love if it was the ghost of Stonewall Jackson played by John C. Riley. Give me his soul, boy. <laughs> now, one thing, uh, speaking, of, speaking of which, there is a uh, scene, and they obviously used it for something else in the movie, where... Um, Ray is getting from a ghost while he's in his sleep, but you notice he's wearing a Confederate outfit and that. Like, no, 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 he's, no, no, he's uh, a Prince Charles. No, he's like a Prince Charles kind of, or like I, or, he's like I don't know. It's just like it's very like it's not the. Do, ghost have you watched Have you watched Frozen? No, never seen. Oh it. well, I have daughters, so I have. But like, there, there's like the. Well, my wait, no, no, no. Frozen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm trying to think of like it, it's like a Michael Jackson jacket. Almost like the the prince, the frills yeah, the frails and everything. That's what he's wearing. Like I, I think, what what's the librarian? Yeah, I, I had an uncle who thought he was Saint Jerome. Jerome. Maybe he just thinks he's like Prince Harry or some shit. <laughs> like that well, back then, that. whoever whoever Prince whatever of that time. Like, well, I'll call that a big yes. <laughs> was that played by his wife? By the way, the ghost. Who was that played by? I feel like there was like a no, it wasn't Donna Dixon. Um, uh, no, she was on. She was a playmate. That's right, that's yeah. right. I knew there was a significance of the woman who played her, but I couldn't yeah. think. Okay, but, like, essentially, you know, like, that that would be the starting off point. Um, but, like, Winston would be in so many more scenes. I think, like, there would actually be way more interact. Like, if you had Bill Murray and Eddie Murphy in the same movie, you were going to want the most interaction. Because that's, I, I can't even imagine what they would have to pay for that. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That becomes a very high budget movie there oh. alone. But I just, I think he would. I, 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 just think he would bring so much to Winston. Like, you know, no, no offense to you know, Ernie Hudson, but I think like, I think they would have kept like the original script, whatever it was, because obviously we don't know. We just know that his role was decreased so much after Eddie declined it, and that's that's a shame. I think I think it's kind of like okay, we don't have the big star, so. But again, at the same time, you gotta think like, was was Ernie Hudson a big star then? Eh, not really. No. Yeah. Um, and th- and I, I think, think that... like Ernie Hudson became a little more famous when the '90s came around because I remember Congo. Yep. Miss Congeniality, um, he was in that, and then yeah, that rocks the cradle. Yeah, the hand that rocks the cradle. Like he did a few things. Tornado with uh, Bruce Campbell, even though that was a, <laughs> even though that was a directed TV movie. And then like he's popped on it's some like TV shows I've watched. Like he has like a frequent guest starring role on on uh, Modern Family as one of Jay's friends. He also, <laughs> remember he also played uh, Michael Jordan's dad, not in Space Jam, but um, the biography of Michael Jordan. He played his father. Oh, uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did really good in that. Um, and then, okay, so I don't have this. And then, um, 
I don't have it written down, but I was thinking like, okay, if this was an Eddie Murphy film, like this was his run, mm-hmm. we lose. Uh, first thing that has to change is the very beginning, mm-hmm. because you're not going to have all three, like two doctors and a student go there. Like you can't. Eddie Murphy's not going to be an insecure student, like yeah. following these guys around <coughs> as a pet. Maybe that could be an interesting, like, maybe he, he's a, uh, what's it, an intern who's just trying to get part of the team. That could have been funny. Yep. But I just think, like, I'd want the ghost, I would want the ghost scare in the beginning, because there's always the ghost scare, to be, like, this little, like, boy, you know, kind of, maybe, like, his parents have, like, fallen asleep in front of the TV after a long day or something. He's sitting there, and all of a sudden he sees, like, his bedroom starting to have this weird glowing thing going on and off, and he hears one of his toys, and one of the toys comes out in the hallway. You see this little, just a little black boy. You don't know who it is, but he goes in there, and he goes in there, and he sees this ghost, and he starts trying to interact with it, because he doesn't know, and then all of a sudden, like, it does the scare thing. He's, like, screaming for his mom, and he runs to his camera, Ghostbusters, whatever. And then... God, then, that creeps me out. Yeah, <laughs> but see, like, you get the, like that really yeah. intense, scary opening, and then, like, it turns out years later, I was thinking, like, do we need to see the Ghostbusters start? It would be nice, but I feel like in, if this is Eddie Murphy, we're following Eddie Murphy's character, maybe, like, he's someone who's, like, getting into the paranormal, and he just had like, maybe he doesn't live in New York. Maybe he lives in w- w- Detroit. Let's say he's the <laughs> the great, great, uh grandfather of Axel Foley or something but but like after the scare moment you know like maybe he like he's this guy who's like really into the paranormal now since he's I was thinking like because one of my favorite episodes of the animated series is the boogeyman episode with Egon Mm -hmm. if we gave that story to Eddie Murphy's I, I I guess we we could we could call him Venkman, but we could also give him a different name because I think Peter Venkman's not. I I think of a German dude when I hear Peter Venkman, even though I don't think Bill Murray yeah. is German. But you know, no. Venkman, like it just sounds German to me. Maybe Russian. I don't know. But like, okay, so <laughs> he finds <laughs> like actually we can have it to where like there's the ad on the TV. Like, are you experiencing hauntings or ghosts in the night? And, like, I know, like, but Bill Murray's not in there. But what if it's just these, like, two friends who... Because, like, I don't even know how Bill Murray's friends with Egon and Ray at the same time. I I think, I, like I said... I, there's always somebody who's willing to be friends with somebody who can do their homework. Exactly. True, yeah. I, you know, I mean, and I, he could con him and I'll get you dates if you come and do this. Exactly. Vapen <laughs> you know. was a street smart guy and he knew He's how to true. get by. Because, yeah. like I said, like, the second, like, that Egon mentions that they can cap- capture and... And, and hold a ghost. He saw dollar signs. Yeah, he saw yeah. dollar signs. Like, he freezes there, and he's like... And he wants to know the certainty of, like, that. And then even in the second one, he's like, now I'm a cave show, or the the, uh, the psychic hotline person or whatever. <laughs> but, okay, so, like, at, let's... Because I like the idea of the commercial okay. be coming back. So we bring in the commercial. Eddie Murphy sees it inside. I need to go to New York. This is how I'm going to, like, get answers to it. And then... Instead of Gozer or whatever, or maybe like the Boogeyman is like a foot soldier, one of the foot soldiers for Gozer, because okay. we got Afterlife later down the road. Yeah. But um. Yeah, like I, I, I just like picture him going to New York, meeting these guys, and then like, <laughs> like they need help, and so they're like, "All right, let's go." And like maybe the hotel, like that's his first call. It's like, okay, so 
here's some rules, kid. This is how it's going to go down. Like, maybe, like, they they've have experiences, like, Ray and Egon have experience, mm-hmm. but then, like, they we just haven't seen that yet. Like, that, that would have been cool, like, just being kind of thrusted into the world already and not, like, the, like, oh, found a car. <laughs> <laughs> Only twenty five hundred or something like that. Some ridiculous price that like just needs brakes, shocks, windows, paint jobs. Like yeah. so, it's a fifty thousand dollar car essentially. In the end. But will we still have Ecto one as we know it with if Eddie Murphy? No, you talked about if Eddie Murphy was there, Dan Aykroyd's part would have been cut. That more. Well, that's if back. if this is the Bill Murray movie. This is right. that. What I'm at is that like Eddie Murphy because then. I think Ray and Egon would still have because if it's Eddie Murphy starring, I just feel like because he would probably because he's young he wouldn't. He, I don't know it. Twenty two year old doctors, not gonna lie, but um, Doogie Howser man, yeah. <laughs> Doogie Howser. <laughs> Eddie Murphy has Doogie Howser. That that's that's an uh, God. If we did TV shows, that would be an episode right now. But <laughs> but like I just feel like. He would be like the representation of like the everyday man, the person who's afraid to look under the bed, the, the one who might have had something. It, like he would still be over, there, but don't overdo it. Though. Yeah, and, and, because we yeah. could still have him as him Ray or Egon, still like because like obviously yeah. he goes there, gets a job, and he's like, "You're right on time," and like like we got one. Hit the button. Uh, yeah. That was kind of a good impression. It sounded to me. I don't know how you guys felt about no, it. No, you did good. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so then he gets a job there. You know, like, the, these are two guys. They're trying to get their names out there. They haven't had a real big case. Maybe we find out that the library thing did happen again, though. All this is without Bill Murray. Yeah. So with so much that he adds in it, I don't even want to see those scenes. But I do want to know that they still exist somehow in some, form, in some yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. So they go to the thing. It's their first job. We enter and, like... The whole motivation for Eddie Murphy's character, though, would be to find the boogeyman. Yeah. And I think, it, like, through that journey, through that whole thing, it'd be such an rewarding thing. Like, him learning the ropes, him, like, learning all this stuff from Egon. Like, I think, like, if it's a focus, because obviously Bill Murray, Eddie Murphy, uh, Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, ensemble cast. Eddie Murphy... Kind of, it might it's, become, it's kind of its own thing. It might become trading places with ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. like... <laughs> Patrick Swayze is going to come and just make some pottery soon. Exactly. It's all good. It's all good. But yeah, like, and I feel like if you had it at the end where it's like, they're about to get to Gozer, but instead of like the gatekeeper, because obviously we can still have Angela Bassett like somewhere in there. Like, but I don't want it as like, because again, he, he's going to her apartment trying to hit on her. Yeah. And she's genuinely like, I saw a fucking dog in my refrigerator, dude. <laughs> I wanted an egg sandwich. I didn't get an egg sandwich, man. <laughs> so <laughs> and you're you're cattle prodding the fucking eggs that cooked. I can't eat those eggs. I couldn't get my ketchup. There was a dog in my fridge, man. Realize that I was in trouble. <laughs> I'm just truly saying this right now, though. Could you imagine in that world, though, let's, going back to Vanessa Williams, her answer to the door saying, are you the key bastard? That would be sexy as shit. I'm just throwing that out there. So, I feel like I need to find more... this universe now and find that scene just to say I've seen that scene. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I need to see that scene now. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, like I feel like it'd be really like or who, who... a good character-building moment, especially like 
Okay, Egon. Look, okay, let's actually keep the key master and stuff in okay. there. Let's say Egon and Spengler have to deal with the you know the gatekeeper and the key master. Yeah. And Eddie Murphy's like, okay, I'm gonna. This is my moment to shine. This is my hero moment. Yeah. And then fucking out of the gate comes the boogeyman. <laughs> Is that not a good movie? Like, and then, like, he has that redeemable moment. We go, and then, like, th- here's the thing. Throughout the whole movie, we do not know that's him. I want to, I forgot to mention that. I do not want the audience to know until that moment the boogeyman comes out. Like, we, I want there to be, like, subtle things of, like, so what is your interest in it? He's like, I've, since I was a kid, I've been, I've believed in ghosts. Like, that's the only explanation I want to hear from him. Yeah. And then, at the end, Boogeyman comes out, we see the flashbacks yeah. of him first seeing the Boogeyman. So, kind of like... Oh, hey, we, we, I, I want the, I, I, actually, I want the image of him coming out of Eddie Murphy Child's closet, and then Eddie Mur- and then Adult Eddie Murphy, you see him coming out of the gate. Yeah. Like, Gozer's like, you dude, <laughs> I read your mind, <laughs> I'm going to terrorize New York over here as a marshmallow. <laughs> kind of sounds like Sixth Sense, though, in that type of ending, but I like that, too, by the way. We go back, and, like, all the clues were right in front Wait, of us. Wait, who's dead the whole time? No, not that. I was about no, to say, like, that. I didn't say anyone was no, dead I'm the talk, whole time. No, I'm talking about the clues where the <laughs> yeah, clues yeah. were right in front of us the whole time. Now, see, the I only issue like also that. That with... That would have been good. The only issue with my movie, I don't know if movies were made like that in the 80s. Well, we I had feel, this guy, though. That Him and Slimer, let's face it, that brought you, in We would still have Slimer. We'd what still about have him? Slimer. I don't... We, that would, depends on... Because, like... Eddie there, he would have to... He would have pushed okay. Okay, here... Okay, so let's do this. Gatekeeper and uh, Keymaster gone. Yeah. We still need the relationship... So maybe, like, I don't know, like... there Eddie Murphy's being manipulated, like, because Boogeyman has to be able to find your fears like maybe like Eddie Murphy's made a connection and he's using her to like really mess with Eddie Murphy's character essentially and it becomes like a little showdown which I don't know how you have a showdown with proton packs necessarily I think afterlife that's what you do (laughs) I feel like afterlife did it pretty well but then they they still did the streams crossing yeah (laughs) it's like come on guys (laughs) try to imagine all life as you know standing simultaneously when's that gonna happen to you god we've done this three times now (laughs) And and we've managed to Make it work. I'm still breathing, Egon. You lied to me now. <laughs> but, like, I just feel like we... It, for It would still be a comedy, obviously. But I still, like... I would still like that comedy with, like, the serious tone. Just kind yeah. of like how Beverly Hills Cop 1 is. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like... These guys killed my best friend. You're gonna pay, essentially. Eddie, like, it's a payback film. <laughs> and Eddie... Even in that time, Eddie could do a serious song. I think and Eddie... Because Eddie Murphy yeah. is a good actor. Yeah. People forget that. Like, yeah, he's hilarious, but, like... There's, like, genuine moments where I forgot Sherman Klump was Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Because that's how good... Like, I genuinely felt sorry for this this totally ripped dude in a fat suit. Because I should feel sorry for that who can literally go into a room and shed the pounds off. What really sucks, <laughs> what really sucks too, about today's audiences, and I'm not... If we have any young viewers, I'm not putting you down or anything like that. But, you know, if you're listening to this, obviously, you know this is a big thing about Eddie Murphy. If you're not a big film buff... Don't go by. Oh, I remember Eddie Murphy. He was in Pluto Nash. Oh God, who? I Mr. Think, Church. You tell me if you can name back, five people who know years. Eddie Murphy from Pluto Nash. I'll give you five dollars okay. for each person because I guarantee there's not one person who like, hey, you like Eddie Murphy? That Pluto Nash guy? <laughs> no one says that. I have one friend. She's like a sister. Because also, because like, like Eddie Murphy's just Eddie Murphy. He's not the guy like known from like. I mean, people know him from the movies, but yeah. I think like 
It's sort of like Arnold Schwarzenegger. We know him as the Terminator, but also it's like, that's just fucking Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> that's just Arnold. Um, I got a fr- I'm actually going to test this theory out because I got a friend. She's like a sister to me. She was born in 2000. I'm going to go up to her eventually and I'm going to say, can you tell me about Eddie Murphy? And I wanna, I'm want i I'm interested to know what her response will be. It so, kind of scares me. like cause... Oh, you mentioned Arnold, by the way. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I told you, man, I was going to find ways to bring him in. Remembering who Eddie Murphy is, it depends on what generation you... Exactly. That's you true, yeah. Through, because I was born in the 70s, so I would live through the whole 80s. And you asked me about Eddie Murphy. I, I'm remembering from Saturday Night Live, but I'm going to remember he's an R-rated, I will cuss you out in the second actor. My kids, on the other hand, know him as um, the father from... What is that movie? Oh, oh Daddy, Daddy Daycare. Daddy Daycare, yeah. Daycare, yeah. yeah. I stand by that movie. That's a Daddy fun Daycare movie. <laughs> the Disney one he did with the, the Haunted House or... Oh, the Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. Yeah. You know, but you ask anybody who's younger than Grace, <laughs> it may be Pluto Nash. Yeah, exactly. That's or they may saying. be... That doesn't count. They have to be older than, you know, however old Grace is. <laughs> she was Grace born, she was 23. Was... She was 99. Yeah. Okay, so anyone who was born before 99, if you can find five people who are like, oh, the Pluto Nash guy... <laughs> Because we <laughs> saw that in the drive-in, and we were so disappointed. We were ge- we were just. I don't think I've never like when I, when I was younger, I didn't appreciate Anchorman. Yeah. I remember not appreciating Anchorman. Oh, we thought it sucked. Yeah, we because <laughs> well, first of all, it came on right after Spider-Man Two. Yeah, uh, I was thirteen, so you know what I wanted to see? What? Fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> exactly. I didn't want to see these guys in the seventies of a that time period. Star, I had uh, no idea. Star Wars Episode Two, which I don't know anybody alive now that would actually say that over fucking Anchorman, but <laughs> oh man, episode, Anchorman's Episode Two. I mean, not, no, we're just we're signaling that one movie out. Yeah. Episode Two sucks, in my opinion. I yeah, hate. I liked Episode Two. I liked Anchorman, but Episode Two was something I be, just because I grew up with. Star Wars. It was, you know, so that to me is a bigger influence than and also even I'm grown. And also, the prequels weren't made for like the people of the seventies no, and eighties. It was meant for like the kids. The kids. Yeah, it, it was their version to yeah. get them in it. Like the seventies got me in it. Plus, well, like, tell me a more intense. This was supposed to be our origin story of Darth Vader, though. So I mean, it kind of was for the people for the seventies. Yeah, but it was too. also written to entertain younger viewers. To yeah. Get them to, because like the big, what was that's the what biggest? Blockbuster was for my friend. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's what where, Blockbuster where, was for. Where is Blockbuster? It's for, it's in the ground. <laughs> but um, yeah, like Star Wars back then, though it was all like the biggest money maker back then, besides the box office, was the toys. Yeah, like they had mailing lists for those toys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like speaking of well, toys, like just think of the Ghostbuster toys. Like oh, those yeah. are so huge today. Like that's always like a big part of their marketing but, now is the fi- action figures. How many, if we replace Peter with um, Eddie, Murphy. Eddie Murphy, how many action figures would they have sold? Exactly. Because it becomes, because now, not, do you, still not to this day, not very many black characters sell very well. Because no. working, in a, working think, in a toy store, yeah. you open up the box, you might get one or two in that crate. You get that so special I think, we I think we would have seen more Rays and Egons, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think popularity-wise, I think the studio, even though you know how hard, Mer- what? I okay. So obviously, I collect the Ghostbuster toys. Again, one of my favorite movies. It would the hardest movies. person to find. <laughs> That's it. That's all. 
The hardest or person no. to find was Winston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I don't even have like the line of Winston I have is not part of the original line of the Ecto Plasma series. I actually I have the reissue one. I actually remember that too. You were struggling to find. I was struggling, the, and then the they did the re-release one. when uh, Answer the Call came out, and then I was like, oh, I finally have the set, even though uh, it doesn't look right. Right. Now, <laughs> can we live in a world where that never happened? I'm just. Saying. I actually have that for a future podcast. Oh, I have an interesting God. cast I thought up. The only person, actually, st- the only person stains Kate McKinnon. All right. Fair so, warning. Since, <laughs> oh, I love Kate McKinnon. Yeah. What would the new movie be? What do you think the new movie would be with Eddie Murphy? Do you have like? Well, like I said, I don't, I don't see it being a bum anyway, any way, shape, or form. With that, like I said, it would have been a Eddie Murphy movie, which you know that could can either be a good thing or a bad thing because you, other Eddie move Eddie Murphy movies, for example, if there wasn't a big star attached to it with them, like for instance, Trading Places, I don't see that as an Eddie Murphy movie because Dan Aykroyd was with him. It was True, more yeah. of like a buddy comedy. And and like, Aykroyd was whatever. like you know he again another SNL guy like. It, like it, it, Ghostbusters is an SNL movie without Lauren Michaels essentially behind the yeah, wheel. <laughs> very true. So, um, I like what you said there. It would be become an Eddie Murphy, but yeah, you're right. Trading places, you think more of Dan Aykroyd or their names together. Yeah, you, know? you never well, just wasn't exactly. that even the uh, the DVD that came out? Wasn't that the uh, Looking Good, Feeling, Feeling good, good Edition? Yeah, yeah. Because that's like that's iconic. Like I even like say that sometimes. Like Looking Good, Feeling Good. Just to like, <laughs> just to make people feel better. No, I think because again, I grew up in the through the eighties. Mm-hmm. At that time, Bill Murray was a hell of a bigger star than Eddie Murphy. Right. Eddie Murphy was coming into his own. Yeah. But Bill Murray already had the the following. Right. Yeah. And I believe it wouldn't. I ain't gonna say it would have bombed. No, no. But I don't think it'd be the the, the cultural uh, hit that it is. True. If you eliminate him. Yeah, because like, like I said, so much is taken out without him. And yeah. if you do take out Bill Murray, you will have a lot more diminishing, I believe, sequels. And the problem is, and the problem is with that too is kind of the ripple effect. I mean, did you know that after the first Ghostbusters, going back to Murray World, um, Murray didn't do a movie for four years after mm-hmm. that because he went from Ghostbusters. I think he went to uh, Europe for about four years, just you know, because the fame was too much for him at that yeah. time. He came back, he did Ghostbusters 2, he did Scrooge, um, you know, around those times and everything like that, because uh, he came back in 1988. I think he did even a small cameo in uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Like I think yeah, he yeah, was, yeah, he was the guy, he was the guy who's like, yeah. loves getting his teeth pulled up. No. Ah, yeah, harder, <laughs> like freaking did, out. He, he kept the main series small to where we all remember. Just think about this. Okay, yeah, we're back now. All right, sorry about that. <laughs> Bill Murray refused to do sequels that didn't live up to the first two. Exactly. Yeah. Without him, the, I think that they would the produce not the well the producers the the um, they would have forced been able to force sequels and they'd have been like oh a paycheck okay because everybody but Bill was ready to do it. He said it wasn't that good script. It wasn't that good of a script. So we might have had five or six Ghostbusters, but they could have been getting worse and worse and worse. Could you imagine a Ghostbusters resurrection? We would have had one called that. I guarantee yeah. it. God, <laughs> if you show me one... Do you think it would be on says, a... Uh, do you think it would be based on a 
a uh, live television yep. <laughs> extravaganza that's starting that everybody watches on their Spoiler. on their desktop computers. Well, there, was, <laughs> there would have been a found footage one. I oh my! I guarantee you, there would have been a found footage Ooh. of Ghostbusters. I would be kind of interested good, in that. No. <laughs> I've seen oh, I, in the in defense of the found footage genre, I have seen a couple decent found footage films. Who are you gonna call? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> but, what, we'll just wait a second here. Come okay. on, let's ride some red lights. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, what you, what you wouldn't have that? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go and then. Uh, um, oh yeah, co- Janine. Sorry about the bug eyed thing. <laughs> like, wasn't the cockroach line his line too? Oh yeah, somebody saw a cockroach man on uh, on thirty. Hey, that that, that that must be a big cockroach. Bite your head off, man! Like, <laughs> he's so and he's I'll so nonchalant about that. And then the, I still just one of my favorite moments. It's just so wholesome. Is the 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 Nestle crunch and the you've earned you it to Egon thing. Like yeah. I've always remembered that. And then like, <laughs> this man has no dick. And then. <laughs> Oh, and this well, is actually like <laughs> that, that's what I heard yeah. like and he sounds so innocent about it like I can't help it I heard it <laughs> it's just what I heard man <laughs> and then like uh, it's at, this is actually on my Instagram like profile page it just says I live with dogs I live with cats it's mass hysteria <laughs> <laughs> dogs and cats living together mass hysteria <laughs> plus I love the energy that Bill brought to the movie too especially uh, specifically that scene during Save the Day he's like kind of being the spectator to the crowd and everything and, Dan, and that's also an improvised moment where he calls mm-hmm. Bill like Dan the heart of the Ghostbusters exactly. because like him and uh, Harold wrote it obviously this was their all the way from when it was supposed to be a medieval like time travel movie or something it, yeah. like that something stupid back then which that would have you can't any cast you give it that's not going to be a good movie that's no no no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. it's not nearly as iconic you need the, uh, for Ghostbusters to be successful you need the lines the one liners you need the car you need the suits you, you what, what's it what's cast. it we got the tools we have the, the talent. talent it's Miller time, time. <laughs> see that's why I think Ghostbusters was so well is that it was that even though they had bigger names mm-hmm. come into it the fact that they didn't have too many hands in the pot now jumping into like a little bit of other like people who were supposed to be in it I wouldn't have liked this as a Chevy Chase movie no, no. I have such a problem like I used to love Chevy Chase and then like oh, hearing like and his movies are funny but it's just I have such a problem with how he was in real life like I've heard nothing good about him yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't mean he would not have put on a good the only, the only not, problem but though... he thought he was better than it that's another thing about like when he he tried to claim that it wasn't like like I feel like the one script with the time travel thing yeah. that was like first draft barely anyone saw that I feel like if they pr- brought a script to Chevy Chase yeah. it was like more what we got and he w- saw it and was like I have to share the screen with more people see here's the because he already has sorry no, he already no. has the thing with Dan Aykroyd he already has the uh, the thing with Dan Aykroyd but then it's like. I don't think Chevy Chase would work off Egon well, like Bill no. Murray does. Nor do I think like Chevy Chase. I <laughs> Bill Murray is a better improviser than Chevy Chase. Is. <laughs> it's like, relationship between Bill Murray and Egon. It's like I said. There is a friendship there. That yeah. he's, he's protected him. Yeah, there's definitely knows, a friendship there because he trusts everything. He knows he gets whatever Egon tells him. It's going to be okay. That's. 
You're right. Yeah. But I'm not going to let nobody harm you. Right. Because, you know, that's what I get from their relationship. Exactly. Exactly. And like I said, with Chevy Chase, like, his performance, this is the way I would have seen it. He, devil's advocate, he would have been cast, he's bankman, okay? He can't play serious. I mean, I'm sorry. I've seen every movie I've ever seen him, even in the serious moments. I think the most so serious hilarious. I've ever seen Chevy Chase is when he's underneath the semi in Christmas Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> even then, though, he's funny. I think the, the most, <laughs> the best part of that movie, I just controlled was when these. he was in the attic. I think that's the serious I've most seen him, where he was almost coming to tears. Yeah, but I don't that see was, him as Peter Vakeman. No, 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 he's just. He doesn't have like he would have been too goofy. I I hate to use this word, but it it just, it just feels so much. He doesn't have the swagger that Bill Murray does yeah. for that role too. Bill Murray <laughs> is not the best looking dude, but you couldn't tell him that the confidence in the eighties. You could not tell him he wasn't a leading man. And you know what he'd say? It kind Watch. of his face like a <laughs> exactly. Huh? His face kind of looked like Marty Moose. Now, if you think about it, <laughs> you know what though? Like, have you seen his brothers? Oh, you only have the one brother who looks anything like him, and the other ones look like they would be like. Uh, Are we talking what, about what? Bill or Chevy? I'm talking about Bill Murray, his yeah. brothers, Brian Doyle and Murphy. Brian yeah. Do- Doyle, when he was younger, looked so much like Bill. Oh yeah, especially like if you see him in Caddyshack. Don't like, you I, say it? We'll <laughs> I almost feel like that's why Bill has a beard, like a five o'clock shadow, and he has a mustache, because if they were both clean-shaven, they'd be like, wait a second, is this guy playing two roles? He was a a lot bigger than um, I thought, not like height-wise, but like popularity-wise, Brian Doyle. Like, he was actually on Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a reason why he's kind of like the Hollywood, like, we need a guy. We need a guy who can be funny, but like... Like, again, going back to uh, Christmas Vacation. Give me someone. And give me someone while I'm waiting. And give me someone while I'm waiting for that. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, he comes into... Yo, he's the doctor when they're going into the same asylum. Yeah, that's true. He makes that cameo. I forgot about that. (laughs) But then, like, even the jail scene, it's so funny with like everybody's uh, at the table and Ray and Egon are being serious they're talking about the structure of like the building and how it creates this psycho- psychosis thing and you have all these prisoners like they're talking about interesting weird ass shit I want to know I'm in jail I want to hear this and then Bill Murray like notices he's like you guys getting all this? <laughs> like, like that's his reaction to it. Like, yeah, you guys could be listening, but <laughs> I think you know the one of the funny things about that scene is it, it, it's such a short part, but he steals the scene because he's such a great actor. Reginald Bell Johnson has that fucking security guard because it's like every time he pop, just like in uh, now these days, just like if you're watching Trading Places and uh, Billy Ray's in jail, he's talking to Gus. He's talking to Gus Fring. <laughs> he is. Yeah, that's oh, Gus. I Frank. forgot Gus was in Trading Places. And he's like doing that, like you don't want to be. Ooh. Like it's like how much is that improvised? Like I feel like Eddie Murphy just would go, like have this idea and run with it in mm-hmm. movies, especially like. I feel like there's scenes in 48 Hours when he goes to the club first, and like how he interacts with everyone in there. It just feels like just he he, he it doesn't feel like he's working off a script, or if he is, yeah. he's just. He's so natural. natural, He's so natural in everything. And it's like, it becomes such a hard, because this is the last of the categories, and then we'll wrap this up. Okay. Obviously, we've been talking about it, but is this a better movie with Murray or Murphy? Or Murray. Wait, no, Murphy. Murray or Murphy. Yeah, yeah. There's too many M's. (laughs) 
We got um, M and M. Which M is better? Well, <laughs> coming from from living in that time period, I don't know if I'd have been able to see the Ghostbusters. Because it would have been a, it would have been rated R. Yeah, it would have been now, rated R. I might have been able to see it at home because I, I mean I wasn't sheltered from rated R movies. But it's but, not like your mom is going to be like. Yeah, she's gonna see that. Like, you want to see a movie? Okay, I'm like, no, Roger. <laughs> right, because I grew up watching, as we said, Schwarzenegger movies. Mm-hmm. Right, I grew up, but an Eddie Murphy movie, it had to be almost watched first because of how vulgar he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's cause, like, well, same thing with us. Like, remember, we weren't allowed to watch Nine Professor. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's right. And it was PG thirteen. Growing up, <laughs> you know, watching a Eddie Murphy movie was like, oh man. Now my kids are like, oh, dad, he got a new one out. So, you know, the fact that he went from a hard R to an easy PG, not even PG-13, but PG movie. It's fun. It, it, but back then, he, it wouldn't have been a PG movie. It was like he was building up, like, he was like, the 80s, I'll do the R stuff. The 90s, let's let's kick it to PG-13. 2000s hit. I haven't done a PG movie. Right. It's like... <laughs> it's like, it was like, I need to do this now. <laughs> now, if we would have, say Ghostbusters, if he would have been in a new one. Um, Afterlife, he probably could have. That probably would have been the better choice for him because back then, he was it was hard R. No matter what he did, it was almost a hard R mm-hmm. because that's who everybody knew him as. Yeah. Other than Saturday Night Live, you had like you said, Trading Places was rated R. Um, this would have been Forty Eight Hours, Raw. You know, and then Beverly Hills Cop is Beverly Hills no. both and both one the and fir- one and two. And you would have lost a lot of the kid audience. You would have lost a lot of the merchandising. Mm-hmm. To whereas Bill Murray, I mean, even though he did Caddyshack, yeah. he did Stripes. I can't remember if Stripes was rated R or PG. It was. It was also R rated. But you had Dan Aykroyd. You had this. That was the like cast that you had that could push the limit and not go to an R. Because I don't believe in '84 that they had PG-13 yet. I think it was PG and R, like, because I remember um, even Beetlejuice was rated PG, but they nice fucking model, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> honks his dick, like, right. so, <laughs> that would have been an R, like, oh, yeah, ooh. <laughs> Eddie Murphy waited till he had kids to start doing softer stuff so they could see. I think that's also, like, why he probably went that route was like, oh, man, I'm having kids. I wanted to watch my movies while they're I mean. young and see what I've done. So, so I think back, now, if you do a... Re- requel, I think they call him now. Requel, and you, and you put him in there and let that be a hard R. It would be better now than it would have been back then. True, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, see, the thing about it though, too, is growing up on Ghostbusters. Like I said, you saw when I was a kid. I loved the movie so much. I remember, um, you know, Dad surprised me one day. You know, he brought home that copy for me, and I, you know. I wish I still had it. It's you know could be somewhere, but anyway, right? Um, you know, I really held on to that tight because I remember like even remember when Mom got me that Pillsbury Doughboy and I treated that like it, it was a giant styrofoam. Board. It was a giant styrofoam, and I treated it like it was Stay Puft. And it's it's the magic. I think of, you were afraid it was gonna melt. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you thought it was gonna melt on you. Um, <laughs> but it's the magic of that because you know. If we had the Eddie Murphy movie, we may not have had Slimer. We may not have had the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And to me, as a kid, I, you know, I wasn't like huge on. I think my favorite character when I was a kid was uh, Ray. And that, as I've gotten older, it's become uh, Bankman. Mine's Egon. Uh, you always, I love. Always, I love Egon. Egon. He's funny. He's funny without trying to be funny. That's the thing. About, and that, 
And he's, like he's he was smart. Yeah. yeah, he was the straight guy, but he played straight guy funny. Because that was just Harold Ramis. He was the straight guy, but he was hilarious. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you got to remember. Tommy he... Lee Jones. Because Tommy Lee Jones is <laughs> in black. Yeah. He was the, the straight guy, but he always had a funny line. It's like. It's sort of like him and the fugitive. Like, he's way better than Harrison Ford's character. I, that's yeah. why he won oh, the yeah. Oscar. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was like, say, that he won the, the fucking Oscar. That's why, that's why he, he's he a better a character. Se- <laughs> and that's why he had a sequel central around his character. I, I have actually like, been... Like, it's on Netflix. Person. That's on Netflix right now, and I've been wanting to rewatch it. But I'm like, I remember not liking it as much. <laughs> I remember not liking it as much. I will tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you the one actor that does still... I, I need to rewatch it because I haven't, I haven't. The last time I watched it was on DVD. That's how long it's been. <laughs> one actor that does steal the movie in that one is Tom Newman. Um, he plays is the character's name is Newman. Also, um, he uh, that kid that gets shot that uh, Robert Downey Jr. shoots. Yeah, yeah. He steals the movie in that one, and I'm. It sucks that guy didn't have a bigger career after that. Yeah. But. Um, you know, going back to Ghost I Man. always and I always felt sad when he got shot because uh, yeah, like he seemed he didn't like it. yeah, and even though like he's in the first one, it and doesn't seem that young. And somehow in the U.S. Marshals, they were like, he's let's younger. make him seem younger. Double milk for this kid. Yeah, <laughs> let's give him curly hair. Let's get rid of the ponytail. <laughs> like, <Don't, laughs> that's a line I quote all the time too to people at work. I'll go like, don't don't let anybody give you shit about your ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> to people that obviously don't have hair too, that's what I say. Don't let that's a good that's a yearbook quote right there. Don't, don't let, let don't let shit people give you shit about your ponytail. <laughs> but no, um, like I said, in the eighties, that would have been a Murray, uh, that would have been a uh, Murphy movie, and the, for sure, yeah. And I don't think he would have brought that charm that uh, Bill Murray. I think the I, I think Eddie yeah. Murphy. I think Eddie Murphy can be charming, but it's a different charming. Yeah, it's not the Bill Murray charming, and that's why I think. But it's so like many a part of his me. charm is like you can almost sum up his charm in that scene where Dana's exiting her little music hall with the one guy with the the <laughs> nose drops. <laughs> Oscar's daddy. Yeah, Oscar's daddy. Oh, funny thing about that. Remember, he has a connection with Eddie Murphy. He was Ellis DeWalt. Ellis DeWalt. Yeah. God. Have you rewatched three in a long time? Oh, I love three. I watch it all the time. I haven't watched that in so long, but uh, I need to again. But um, yeah, like he, like Bill Murray, like he's just standing outside. He's he's in his uniform, but he has that jacket on. He's just skipping mm-hmm. up and down with the yeah, one okay. foot in the air, and it's like and you he's that. being charming without being like he's like, oh, I see her. Let me do something just random that's charming. And there's no reason for that move. Like, if I walked out of a building and saw a guy do that, I'd be like, <laughs> "Sir, are you okay?" <laughs> and you could tell he was ob- he was obviously something to Dana because he gets so like, like, and like obviously really, standing really close, like. And I think Dana does change him because, like, even like into the second one, he's not trying for women. He's like he like oh mm-hmm. Dana's this you guys are doing something for Dana. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> And I think also what you lose if you take Murray out in that interaction. At that time period, Eddie would have, his character, I believe, would have just cut old dude down Mm -hmm. instead of trying to, you know, I don't want to say be passive, but you know how Bill Murray was more of just dismissive of him. But I think Eddie would have, you would have had a scene where he just cut him from top to bottom. I feel like Eddie Murphy would have seen the the nasal strip thing and then just out of improvisation it, would have pulled a tissue just out of thin air yeah. and be like, "Here you go, man, wipe that shit up." <laughs> like I did just see him saying yeah. that, right? 
looking like a dog in heat over there. <laughs> like, or something like that. I just feel like he would improvise. He would see a moment and was like, okay, I need to act on this moment. And I love how... And that's not a bad trait, but at the same time, it's like... Yeah. The thing w- that also speaks on Bakeman's confidence that, like, she's exiting. She doesn't know if there's, like, a connection of the friends or anything with this guy. But he's so confident in himself. That guy doesn't exist. And even when she's, like, well, by walking pay- away, he's like... You're looking very pale, but by how pale he was, I don't think he would have to worry about him much longer. <laughs> like, he does... <laughs> He does say something about him when, as he's walking away, though, mm-hmm. right? What yeah. does he say? Like, the words... Exactly? I'm glad you're feeling better. better. You're still looking very pale, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he chose not to, but I feel like Eddie Murphy in the moment would have said something sooner. And, like, he would have, like, pretty much gone after the guy, essentially, almost. Yeah. Not in, like, a super aggressive way, but, like, okay, this guy, all right. Let me let me fuck around with this guy for a second. Let me let me see how many laughs I can get from messing with this guy. Essentially, is how I would see how he would be on if if he was in the Vakeman role. But then again, you know. But yeah, so essentially. Oh yeah, he can talk. It's a, it's a so free for all. so also with us in this podcast is uh, my son Ryan, and he is like a diehard. Diehard Ghostbusters fan. Stinks, what? That's his nickname, by the way. He's like my little slimer. Stinks, what What do you love about this so much? Like, what drew you to Ghostbusters? Because you've even said you want to rebuild the Ecto-1. You want to build a laboratory. You know, you want to be a Ghostbuster. That's just like me when I was a kid. I wanted to be a Ghostbuster. What, what draws you to a movie three decades before you? I mean, the simple fact with it, being so good and stuff. Oh my God, he, I'm that. sorry. He started that out so professionally that just like oh, no, caught man. me off guard. Continue. <laughs> Be proud of your nephew. I actually sit sit here. I don't know how well the the you don't have to sit close, but like yeah, it might pick your voice up. With the lab being upstairs and stuff, and they do all this stuff with Dana Barrett and stuff there, mm-hmm. testing her. That's what got me most interested with it. Really? <laughs> Who's your favorite ghost? Uh, Slimer. Slimer. Uh, do you have a favorite scene in the movie? Mm, I like the part where Peter gets slimed. Yeah. Um, also, you <laughs> love the video game. We have like we literally have like three copies of that game. How did we go game. this whole podcast and not talk about the hanging cigarette? Yeah. Bankman. 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 Disgusting. And then the the poor maid. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> actually, interesting thing about that. That actually might be the best scene in the movie is the whole Slimer scene. Like the whole the whole movie's fantastic, but that might be the best scene. Had Belushi had Belushi lived, we would never have had Slimer. Remember that? True. Yeah. That that's another what is that like is, thing. Yeah, like, that's a scary it, one. That's if. the like. <laughs> So then, who becomes the ghost? Yeah, the and the script is named in the in the script is Eddie Murphy. <laughs> and the script is, it was Onion Head, and that was kind of weird. Onion Head, he yeah. kind of looks like an onion. Yeah, I can see that. All right, so time for the final final decision. Okay. Obviously, the original we all love. We even have someone who wasn't even nearly alive during its popularity but has come around during its recession, or rece- not recession, what's the word I'm looking for? Resurgence. 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 So, <laughs> which is better, with Eddie Murphy or the original? <laughs> um, Bill. Bill? 
Roger? Bill. 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 I would love to see my Eddie Murphy <laughs> one just because I feel like it'd be a really good movie. Well, but I think, off, but... yeah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against it. But I do think like the the one we know is probably like the superior version that any because obviously, how do you beat it? It's highest grossing comedy for years. It it, it gives us like obviously uh, hold on like Bill Murray. I actually wrote this down. I didn't mention it. His he had four like main films, in like the popular culture at the time, he co-starred in Tootsie and Caddyshack. Yeah, Caddyshack was huge comedy, mm-hmm. and then Tootsie was with Dennis Ho- Dustin Hoffman, one of the greatest actors of our time, and then he starred in Meatballs and Stripes. Meatballs, classic mm-hmm. camp story, and then I fucking love Stripes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my favorite that, that scene with John Candy, and he's like, "Hey, how you doing?" Don't, Don't you, you ever touch me. <laughs> and his, and then also the mud, <laughs> and then the mud wrestling scene with John Candy. John Candy was. I would have loved to see him as Lewis, but I love Rick Moranis. But yeah, like this was the the one we had on Earth. I we'll call this six one six. I think that's the one the main MCU timeline is. We'll call this Earth six one six. I think yeah. I think we have the superior one. Luckily, yeah. Like, maybe the one with Eddie Murphy is great. Maybe someone out there thought of the same Eddie Murphy trip in what I did. Who knows? For the record... But this one's just classic. For the record, if Belushi would have been Bankman, I'm sorry to say this, it would have bombed. It would have bombed because 1941 bombed. And that was a Steven Spielberg movie coming off of Jaws. All right, was 41 before Jaws? No. But it's still E.T. Jaws. after because they were spoofing it in the no. beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, like, Steven Spielberg, one of the greatest directors of all time, like, couldn't make a successful movie with Dan Ockery, John Belushi. And then and they also, went and did Neighbors, again, bombed. And, and that was Blues, the, I think the Blues Brothers is their only successful movie together. And that was the director also of uh, Rocky and, um, uh, what is it, uh, Karate Kid and uh, Lean on, uh, what is it, Lean, Lean on, on Me. Yeah. Man, he, that guy really could have had like, he do a win for win for win. <laughs> he could have had a win for win for win. <laughs> have you ever seen Neighbors? I sadly. Oh my! God. <laughs> it's not in my the movie makes no I've... goddamn sense. <laughs> well, here's what the concept of Neighbors, real quick. We really need to tie this up because we keep going out of ghost. Okay. <laughs> but uh, well, I was gonna say, but right, it's still, it, it, it's it still technically, it still technically goes with it, but like. Well, Dan no. Aykroyd, the whole thing with Neighbors was Dan Aykroyd was the crazy one. John Belushi was the straight guy. Yes. And it didn't work because John – the thing is uh, – wow, flat, what's his animal house name? Bluto. 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 I, I knew his – I was, wanted to say Blounder or Flounder. But no, Flounder's the one guy. Um, but Bluto was such an iconic role for him. Yeah. And sometimes it, a good thing is too much. Yeah, a good, too much of a good thing is too yeah, much. Yeah, and I think, and I think, if if they could, I don't know if they could, but if they could capture what they did with Blues Brothers, which again would be very hard. Oh man, maybe Carrie Fisher as Dana. That would have been great. Yeah, but anyway, but just, oh, anyway, we won't get into Fisher that because <laughs> Carrie Fisher's for a different pod. She would have been raised <laughs> love interest though, and that, because she was really in a yeah, relationship yeah. with Ackroyd at the time, so that would have and that would have. Well, if John Belushi was Venkman, maybe Dan would have. Been. I, I don't know. Dan, I think at the time, especially with the success of uh, of. Um, Trading places and when was Great Outdoors? Uh, nineteen eighty eight. Oh, okay, so we're not even close. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like he, 
I stand up for Dr. Detroit. Oh, I love Dr. Detroit. Did you talk to, I love Dr. Detroit. But I think, honestly, at the time, if, if it was Belushi, Dan would have been the star, and then we could have possibly had Carrie. God, there's so many what-if possibilities. Yes, yeah. That's what's so fun about talking about our, like this. It's You literally can talk about your favorite movie, but talk about it in a whole completely different way. Yeah. And that's exciting to me. But, um, but yeah, so yeah. Do you want to end it on an even number or? or we, it doesn't five, matter. We got five, technically then we'd have five more minutes. No, no, no. We're fine. Uh, but of course we have like yeah. the Nixon tapes. There's gonna be a few minutes of footage missing. But of course, uh, <laughs> gonna delete this shit. <laughs> Guys, we gotta redo it. <laughs> Checkers. I'll feed you to the Chinese. Fucking Nixon, man. Uh, Him and his peacock Dave, sandies. Dan, Dan Hyda, though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna erase this shit. I still love him as the Butabi brothers' oh, yeah. father. Though. And and as uh, Nick on Cheers. Yeah. Or yeah, Nick. I'm sorry. Okay, guys. So this was the first episode. We dwelled into the multiverse. Yep. Uh, next episode. We're in the middle of the looking glass. I'm still debating on what I want the next episode to be. Uh, I wanted this to be a weekly podcast, but with how much stuff I have to dive into with the movie, like it might have to be a bi-weekly thing, which is fine. Halloween's coming up. You already know my casting for Halloween. Obviously, yep. you can you you can obviously have a different casting. Obviously, like <laughs> we don't have to go with my choice. I, like, I feel, it's not the I'm not the Lord Commander here. <laughs> I feel like you ever see that episode of Dexter's Laboratory where his dad wants to take him fishing and they keep they just ain't getting the time right. I feel like during the Halloween show it's gonna be like that. We'll be like move over, Brian. I'm Brian. I'm driving. Brian, I got this. Because <laughs> that's technically your favorite movie. Yeah, so. and he's. He's very knowledgeable I, about it. I can't he wait can to come in, in. Yeah, and that that again brings up another interesting thing of like a movie from the seventies. You mm-hmm. know, four generations. You know, yeah. but yeah, this yeah. was our first episode. Yeah. We dived into the multiverse to find out what an Eddie Murphy or Chevy Chase or John Belushi or Carrie Fisher or uh, just so many different people. Uh, John Candy is Louis Tully. Yeah, but. With the multiverse, with his that's schnauzers. the thing. <laughs> Everything there, there's endless possibilities, and this is an endless possibility podcast. And uh, first, uh, before we go, obviously, thank you guys for joining me. Uh, it's it, it's I I tried making a podcast a while ago. It's so much easier when you have people to talk to instead <laughs> of yourself. <laughs> Makes you sound way less crazier. But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I want to give a special shout out to. Um, do you guys know who Bill Russell is? From the rear, yes. yeah. uh, he does this podcast called The Rewatchables. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to that a lot. That that podcast actually inspired this one, so I want to give a special shout out to them, even though they'll never hear this. But if they do, they'll be like, "Okay, no, yeah, this guy acknowledged that, you know, because they on theirs they have this thing where they do casting what ifs, but mm-hmm. they don't do like they don't go into what we do. They just talk about who could have been in the role. They don't dive into it as much." Not not nearly, but, like, obviously, we're going to dive deep into this. Because I want to know what a movie would genuinely be about with someone different cast in Can it. Can I give a shout-out, too, real quick? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, For inspiration on me, just kind of, you know, except for the Nixon few minutes <laughs> from the podcast that hopefully no one ever will hear. Um, oh, they're going to hear it. I want to hear... <laughs> no, don't do that. 
Now, um, I want to thank, uh, if the, I doubt you guys would ever listen to this, but it's whatever, uh, Mike and Jay from We Watched a Movie. You guys are hilarious, and that <laughs> inspired me to bring some humor into this. Not to, you guys do a lot of raunchy humor, and I don't do that, but, you know, <laughs> thank you guys uh, for that inspiration. Luckily for you, you I do. <laughs> but, yeah, again. Any shout-outs? Any shout-outs? No, right. Anything you want to say, little buddy? Mm. All right. Uh, so... A little preview of what possibly could be the next two episodes might be the original idea of Anchorman. Not really a recast episode, but like, I kind of want to know, well, I don't want to talk about it on this pod, but like, the original idea for Anchorman's nuts. And you know it. And then, obviously, Halloween is one I'm very interested in doing soon. So, that I don't know which one will be next, but it's definitely one of those two. Yeah. So, yep, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.